Hey hey! My name is Stan and I really love traveling. And I love talking about it even more. So welcome to this episode of the podcast Traveling with Stan, where I take you on a tour of some of the most exciting cities around the globe. Want to have a guess where we're going this time? I have two words for you. Little Mermaid. If you're thinking Copenhagen, you're absolutely right. But, I'm here to tell you that there's more to this fabulous Scandinavian city than just this little statue. Although yes, it still is iconic and has to be seen. But we'll get to that. Copenhagen, the capital of Denmark, is a gorgeous city of canals, bicycles, great food, colorful buildings. It has an impressive number of Michelin restaurants. It's the capital city of a country consistently ranked among the happiest places on earth. And it has its own quirky used-to-be hippie community. So come along to discover Copenhagen with me. In this episode you'll discover how Copenhagen lent its name to a word symbolizing cycling-friendly cities. What's the best way to discover the city if you don't fancy cycling or walking? And where in Copenhagen you can try out skiing and hiking in any weather and despite the city being so flat? How to get there? As most European capitals, Copenhagen has a long and rich history reaching all the way back to the Vikings, of course. From a Viking village to becoming the capital of the historic Union of Sweden, Norway, and Denmark, Copenhagen had been a royal, cultural, and economical center of the region for decades. And even now as Denmark's capital and most populated city it remains an important player on all fronts. It is a financial center of the northern part of Europe but also a trend-setting sustainable city. One that feels compact and walkable which makes it perfect for exploring on foot or bike. It's also a gateway to other parts of Scandinavia as it is located in its most southern part a stone throws away from Sweden. You can actually hop over to its nearest Swedish neighbor, Malmö, by train or car over the cool 15 kilometers or sun bridge. And yes, it's the one that features in the thriller crime TV series The Bridge. Being a Scandinavian city and one surrounded by sea, Copenhagen is best visited in the summer months. Unless you absolutely enjoy chilly dreary weather of the kind that gets under your skin. Summer on the other hand is the time to enjoy strolls through the city, boat rides on the canals and lounging around in the restaurants and cafes at the harbor. As I've already mentioned, thanks to its size, Copenhagen is best navigated on foot or by bike. You can easily rent one weather electric or powered by your own two feet. Just remember that cycling follows rules in Denmark much like car transport. So, no crossing on red lights or veering out of cycling lanes. And, if you're walking and not cycling, watch out for the bikes, as they're fast, and you will get run over unless you respect the rules and don't cross over to their lanes. I'm joking, of course, as Copenhagen remains one of the friendliest cities for cycling and actually gave rise to the Copenhagenize Index, which ranks the bicycle-friendly cities around the world. No wonder, as over 60% of people use their bike to get to work or school daily. If you're arriving in Copenhagen by plane, it's super easy to get to the city from the airport using public transport. Whether you opt for the bus, train or the metro, you can get single tickets for the zones you need. Or just buy the Copenhagen card which will give you free access to public transport as well as free admission to some museums, galleries and other places. Talking about buying things, Denmark doesn't use the euro currency but Danish krone. However, you'll be able to pay for anything with your credit card so no need to stock up on funny-looking metal coins with a hole in the middle. So, now that we've got ourselves sorted and into the city, let's start exploring. Do not miss!
Okay, let's get the obvious one ticked off the list first. I've hinted at her in my intro and yes, now's the time to get back to the most famous sea-based statue of all. She's made of bronze, she's perched on a rock, she's a mermaid and she's… well, she's a little bit small. Not that size matters, but just a heads up so you don't get disappointed after walking some 15 minutes along the waterfront to see her. And make sure you get there early, so you actually get a chance to spot the just over 1 meter tall figure through the crowds. But, she's an icon. And, Hans Christian Andersen, whose story inspired her sculptor, was a legend. So yeah, it's for sure a must-see. Talking about the famous writer, you'll also find a statue of him at the City Hall Square. And he's also buried in the city at the famous Assisson Cemetery, that is something like a Danish equivalent of Père Lachaise in Paris. Phyllis for Soren Kierkegaard is also buried there. After that you can trace your footsteps back along the water's edge to Nyhavn. A colorful array of houses that line the water dotted with restaurants, bars, and cafes. This is quintessential Copenhagen that you'll find on almost all tourist guide covers and on many postcards or Instagram profiles. Yes, it is a little on the pricey side, even for Copenhagen standards which are already quite high. But it's a nice area to stroll around and grab some insta-worthy pictures. From there you can wander a bit more around this part of town called the inner city and you'll surely stumble upon many more interesting sites. To name a few, there's Amalienborg, the Danish royal residence, Kongens Nytorv, Copenhagen's largest square or Christiansborg, the seat of the Danish parliament. Across the water you'll spot a striking building which is quite in contrast with the rest of the architecture of this area. It's the Copenhagen Opera House. And while it may not be as impressive as the Opera House in Sydney, it is still an amazing sight. To get a glimpse of the city from above, make your way to Christianshavn. Once there, find the Church of Our Savior. I promise, its spiraling tower is hard to miss. But beware, climbing to its top, which is 90 meters high, is no feast for the faint-hearted. Not only do you need to climb 400 steps to get there, but the last 150 are actually located outside. But, if you have the stamina, it's absolutely worth it. The views are amazing and the spiral tower and staircase are pretty awesome too. Oh yes, and here's another fun fact for you. Unlike most towers with staircases, this one is special because the staircase turns around the tower anti-clockwise. Now, once you've wrapped your head around that and made it safely down, head on over to Freetown Christiania. And you might just end up with your head up in clouds all over again. Although thanks to a different source this time. Christiania is a unique kind of place, a community, a commune, however you want to call it. It started as a squatter's base in the 70s and is still a place with its own rules even now. You'll even be warned upon entry that you are leaving EU territory and that you are absolutely forbidden to take pictures and run around. It has artistic workshops and galleries, quirky little shops and houses and there's the Pusher Street where once cannabis used to be sold despite being illegal in Denmark. You can probably find some still on sale here, but its heydays are over after a shooting incident involving police in 2016. After all that walking, a good way to get a bit of a different feel of the city is to hit the water. There are plenty of canal boat tours, but my tip is to skip the crowds and have a go your way. For example, you can rent a boat through Go Boat. You'll get a briefing, a map, and you can set sail to be your own captain. Or, alternatively, you can rent a kayak or explore the canals on a stand-up paddle. Either way, this is a must-do in a city that is literally surrounded by water. To finish off all the sightseeing on a fun note you have to visit Tivoli Gardens. 
A popular amusement park located in the heart of the city, it is hailed by many travelers as the absolute highlight of their trip to Copenhagen, regardless of age. And it's easy to see why. There are rides and attractions for everyone. Even if roller coasters and carousels aren't your thing there's plenty to explore. The area is obviously most visited in summer but in winter it turns into a magical Christmas market to get you into that festive vibe. You can get tickets online and the whole park is very well managed with facilities from lockers to restaurants and bars to grab a bite. Fun Fact Dubai may have its ski resort inside a shopping mall. But Copenhagen has one on top of a modern ecological waste management facility and energy plant. And it's green and sustainable. The center is part of Denmark's pledge to rapidly become carbon neutral. But on top of that it also has an artificial ski slope, a hiking area and the world's tallest 85-meter climbing wall. And yes, there's even an Opre ski bar. So, get your gear on and head on out for some serious mountain action in a land that is otherwise quite flat. Try this. No travel advice on this podcast is complete without making sure you've eaten well. And, in Copenhagen, you really don't need to worry about going hungry. First of all, there's the Danish pastry to start of your day. Whether you're going to grab and go like the locals do or sit down at a cafe or bakery with a hot cup of coffee, you really need one of these fluffy sweet things to kick off your day the Danish way. During the day you can fuel up in between your sightseeing with a traditional smorbrod. This is a dark rye bread topped with seafood like prawns or herrings washed down with a schnapps. There's plenty of places around the town for a quick bite so I won't give you specific recommendations on this. But, if you're looking for an area with lots of street food, then I'd suggest you check out Refn, an outdoor summer street food venue and a market. This is the place to go to experience food from all over the world, not to mention its incredible startup atmosphere and urban vibe. Another quick snack staple are hot dogs. You'll find them, literally, everywhere and some even jokingly argue that it's the country's national food. If, on the other hand, you're looking for something more posh, then check out one of the city's 16. Michelin restaurants. And, don't forget that this is a city well known for its oysters and beer. Act like a local. Let me stay for a minute on the topic of food. One more area to recommend, which is popular among the locals, is the Meatpacking District. Don't be put off by the name, it's actually a really hip place in what used to be an industrial and gritty part of the city. Now, it boasts a trendy eatery scene with lots of bars and breweries and it also has a vibrant nightlife. It's especially popular on Friday nights when the locals practice their Friday bar tradition. This basically involves hopping over to a bar for a few drinks or more after work to start of the weekend. If you're here during the day though, you might want to explore one of its many galleries. To get a feel of Copenhagen's creative and culturally diverse side, head over to Noribro a colorful and fun neighborhood not far from the city center. This is the place to try street food from all over the world as it has seen a steady influx of foreigners. It is also where you'll find the Aceton Cemetery that I mentioned earlier. For a bit of a change from the urban sightseeing, your best bet in the city is Fredericksburg. It's got green parks, cafes and restaurants, and there's even a zoo. In its own sort of way, it has a bit of a French posh vibe, but it's a nice area to explore and locals like to come here to relax. For an even more outdoorsy experience, get out of the city to nearby Dyerhaven. Just 20 minutes by train from the center of Copenhagen this is a lush green oasis with forests, lakes and vast open landscapes. 
And, as its name implies, it's also home to some 2,000 freely roaming deer. It's a great place to bike or just walk or you can even hop on a horse-drawn carriage and let yourself be carried around in style. Copenhagen is really a great city for exploring and I hope I brought you a bit of a taste of what it has to offer. And sorry for my terrible Danish pronunciation. As you can hear, I am far from being a native speaker. You can find all the information from this episode at TravelingWithStan.com, where you can also find other podcasts from our series. If you like this one, don't forget to hit follow so you don't miss out on the next episodes. We are on the socials as well. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review or rate us on Spotify. It means the world to us. Pun intended.